In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. As we've looked at the home life of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have looked at Joseph, the man that the Heavenly Father chose to raise his son. Uh, we have looked at Mary, and we have seen this woman of faith growing in the Lord. But now we come to the ultimate, to the, to the perfect example, and that was their son. And not just their son, God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man. We're in Luke chapter number 2, and I want you to see what the Lord is is teaching us that I think will help all of those who are working with young people, and it will also help every young person. You remember, the family's gone up to the, to the temple. They've gone up to Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus tarries behind. And the Bible says in verse 46, it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And before we make some application to all young people and to all of our families, let me point out the uniqueness of Jesus Christ because you can't miss this great doctrinal truth. If someone said, Well, was Jesus a man or was he God? The answer is yes. He was all God and all man. He was perfect God and perfect man. He was not 50% God and 50% man. No, he's 100% God and 100% man. He is God becoming a man without ceasing to be God. And in fact, both his humanity and his deity are on display in the verses I just read you. For example, in verse number 46, the last word is questions. He's asking them questions. Here we get a glimpse of his humanity. We'll talk more about this, but he is legitimately hearing, learning, growing. But in the very next verse, the last word is the word answers. He's not only asking questions, he's giving answers. On one hand, he's accumulating knowledge as any 12-year-old will do, but on the other hand, he's giving them answers to things. It's more than knowledge, it's wisdom. It's spiritual discernment. It blew their minds. We see on one hand his humanity, on the other hand his deity. And again, in verse number 48, we get a picture of his humanity. He has a mother. He has an earthly father, really, we would say a stepfather today. Mary refers to him here as thy father. We know that's Joseph. Uh, but we also understand that he really had no earthly father because he was born of a virgin. So in this verse, a glimpse of his humanity, his home life. But in the next verse, he says to them, wish ye not that I must be about my Father's business, and if you look at it very carefully, there's a, a subtle but important change. Father here is capitalized. He's not referring to Joseph. He's referring to the Heavenly Father. So on one hand, we see his humanity, and on the other hand, we see his deity. I say all that to say to you that there is no one like our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only perfect young person that ever lived. 
And yet, in his example, there is great truth for all of us. You see, he's going to build his church, but for now, he's going to work in a carpenter shop. He'll rule the world, but for now, he's going to live in an obscure village of less than 300 people. He's going to teach the greatest stories ever told. But for now, he's going to take instruction from a little mother named Mary. There are going to be other seasons of life, but at this season, this is what the Heavenly Father has given him to do. And so what does he do? Well, two or three things I want to point out to you today. First of all, he listens. I think that's so important. In verse 46, he's hearing them. Now, in verse 47, they hear him as well. But notice, don't miss this, he is sitting not playing in the temple, not running around with the rest of the children. He is he's sitting, the place of a learner, still and quiet. And, and notice this, for three days, the Sanhedrin would sit around during the Passover and discuss theology. That's where he's at. To me, this reveals a heart that is hungry, willing to listen, ready to ask questions, hungry after the things of God, I mean, I say the greatest thing you cultivate in any young person is a desire for spiritual things. And by the way, people develop an appetite for what they feed on. So feed them God's truth. Feed them God's word. And to every young person, I want to say to you, your greatest desire should be this, that you want to hear from God, that you're, you want to learn not just from people, but from the Heavenly Father. So he's sitting. And then the Bible says that he is hearing. Be a good listener. My dad used to say to me as a boy, he said, son, God gave you two ears and one mouth so you'd listen twice as much as you talk. Now, I don't know that's exactly why I did it, but there is a great reminder there, and that is that we ought to learn to be attentive, to close our mouths and open our ears and be in tune and ready to receive. Uh, Ask questions uh, like the Lord Jesus did. You see the humility in that? That's what sets people apart, a willingness to be instructed. And, And for the record, it's okay to have questions. Just know where to bring your questions. I love the fact that Jesus says that what he was doing in the temple was the Father's business. It's not just going to be the Father's business when he's performing miracles, when he's preaching the Sermon on the Mount. It's not just the Father's business when he gets to Calvary. It's the Father's business now. Young person, God's will for you is not future, it's present. The Father's business is right where you are today. So listen. And then not only does he listen, he obeys. Here, the obedience in him. I must be about my father's business. Do you hear the divine must? Oh, do everything the heavenly father tells you to do. Notice though it starts with being. He doesn't say I must do. He says I must be about my father's business. Be the young man. Be the young lady the heavenly father created you to become. Be his child. Be obedient to him. And if you'll do that, God will prepare everything that needs to be prepared. God will be right on time in your life. Uh, there are going to be times even the best people misunderstand. I would point out to you that in the life of the Lord Jesus, uh, even Mary did not understand. There were some things she couldn't wrap her minds around. Sometimes God's doing something in the life of a young person, in our children, that we don't fully grasp. Uh, But the important thing is this, are they obeying God? And this note of obedience is woven all through the Scriptures. I mean, all the way through concerning the Lord Jesus. I must be about the Father's business. That was the first record of it. But then I do always those things that please Him. And then at the end, he prays in John 17, Father, I have finished the work which Thou gavest me to do. We must teach our young people to listen. We must teach them to obey. And then notice, please, he submitted. 
In verse 51, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. Now watch. They were not perfect. Uh, They didn't even understand everything the Heavenly Father was doing in his life, but he was willing to be submissive to them. You see, authorities are not always right, but it's always right to submit to them. Romans 13 verse 1 says, There is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. You wait on God's time, you wait on God's way, and in the meantime, you simply submit to the authority God has placed in your life. You can't be right with God and wrong with God-ordained authority. There's a, there's a structure here. It wasn't that Joseph and Mary were more valuable than Jesus. Certainly, that's not true. Rather, there was a divine order. God does everything decently and in order. So, mom and dad, let there be order in your home. Uh, son or daughter, follow God's divine pattern and order. You'll always be glad you did. Listen, obey, and submit. You're not going to be a perfect young person, but you can follow the perfect example. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ from his earliest days, and it will help you be what God wants you to be, and it will help your home be what God desires for it to become. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.